The views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. It's time for the John DePietro Show here on News Talk WNRI, 1380 AM and 99.9 and 95.1 FM. He's a special kind of sentinel. Mr. DePietro, who is in the eye of the storm. Suddenly, John DePietro became the story. Radio talk show host, John DePietro. All right, here we go, folks. Welcome to lunchtime. Good afternoon, one and all. Here I am at Swan. It's John DePietro. This portion of our program is brought to you by Immortal Seats. Would you like to go to the Super Bowl? That's right. Hi there, Ryan. Tommy Boy, working with Ryan. If you'd like to go to the Super Bowl or see the Celtics or Bruins, maybe you were at the uh, game last night. They blew out the Lakers. Or Taylor Swift, Kenny Chesney. Immortal Seats. Michael has all your best seats. There's a nice picture, by the way, of Michael from Immortal Seats with... Uh, Mahomes from Kansas City on his uh, Instagram page. But download their free app, Immortal Seats. You can buy or sell your tickets through Immortal Seats. They have an office in North Providence right on Smith Street. No fee. Price you see, that's the price you pay. Call Immortal Seats today. 888-933-SEAT. 888-933-7328. But the best thing to do, download their free app, Immortal Seats. Well, folks, it's uh, Tuesday. We have her on at noon. She happens to be a sibling, uh, but she's also a Massachusetts communication consultant. She has worked in government, uh, politics and media, and it is uh, good afternoon, Donna Perry. Good afternoon, DJ. Great to be here, John. All right. Uh, I want to start off. We are going to obviously talk about the situation with impeachment. We are going to talk about the situation as uh, Iowa now is really heating up in New Hampshire. But I just want to start off. You and I both know Ted Nisi at WPRI. You've known Ted a long time. Yep. Highly respected, highly regarded. His breaking story uh, about the governor and the revenues that they projected for tolls. I, I just feel that this has crossed a boundary in line. Um, you and I both have worked in the private sector. This would never be tolerated in the private sector. If you ever, and, and what is so surprising is Governor Arundo was a venture capitalist. And Governor Arundo would meet with businesses and they would say, we want you to invest and give them a You're loan, right. blah, blah. And they would have to present their plan and all their numbers and so forth. For her to step forward with the roadworks plan and tell us, the people of Rhode Island, Trust me, come along with me on this. We're going to improve infrastructure. We're going to get $70 million in revenue and to fall short by $54 million. Now, to me, that we have crossed new Terry, new line. Either it's incompetence or some, some, it's either fraud or someone needs to be fired. I agree. I mean, I agree 100%. It, it's over $50 million that oh, they're off God. this. This, by the way, in her first term, J.D., this yeah. was kind of a cornerstone of what she was projecting yeah. to the Rhode Island public. A lot of institutional problems, as we know, with Rhode Island that go back for decades. And she saw this as the infrastructure road improvement you know, project. It's a, it's a piece of a lot of borrowing. And then it's federal money. And by the way, you know, the public should understand with all the borrowing that they do. And then if you're not getting your return, um, you can't blame the public for saying that you're not going to get the return on these truck tolls. Fifty million. We're holding the bag. I think this was years ago when they first started, John, the stop tolls groups, people like our friend Monique Chartier and really good people. They were mocked relentlessly when they said, you wait. Those gantries will be used to, to toll, toll cars. cars. Yep. Um, and now fast forward, you have the governor 
who has her now cornerstone is climate change. That's all self-regarded. Right. She wants Rhode Island to be 100% renewable energy by 2030, which is totally unrealistic. She The, the whole thing of tax, uh, gas tax is falling apart, so you're not going to have the money for that. She's already signaling she wants public transportation and doesn't want people driving the cars anyway. I've already heard there are discussions. They're going to say for the for the good of our children, for the future, it's going to be better for the environment. We're going to have to start to implement tolls only during rush hour. But that that is once you let the toothpaste or whatever you want to say out of yeah. it, you're never getting it back in. No, and I never. would say uh, over the weekend we all saw some relatives a nice thing. And, and when you go down 295 and you go to different pockets of the state, John, those just in the past year, those gantries have now been completed oh, at yeah. several intervals, 295. There's yep. certainly some in Warwick. They are certainly in corners of western Cranston and they're certainly in South County. This was what was feared this was projected make no mistake as you have been saying 100 percent spot on in recent days this governor is in a huh. corner she is financially big time that's when it's dangerous yeah uh i and i also would say our friend ed acorn in today's editorial yes. is that? spot on touch on that and he, dead on arrival abs- this goes beyond wishful thinking well i like you know? what his terms are he says these fanciful revenue projections yeah. that means as you have said they're making it up they are she's throwing out numbers to create a paper budget that's not really there oh, and when no. they're talking about 20 million marijuana retail oh, shops i can have them. and i can tell you from the experience of massachusetts yeah which has far bigger state many more communities um i believe what they were getting from that was far less of their projections i think at one point it was like 11 million just for for massachusetts rhode island that is fiction total first of all that's never going to come through she also did that with uh legalized sports betting they said we're going to do it at twin river because the first year it's going to turn a 24 million in revenue yeah and it was three million i think it was actually two and a half they, they are literally, but you, you would agree, you've worked in government, you've worked in politics. When you have someone in that position, and they are basically, I, I can't believe I'm even saying this, but they are making up the numbers. Yeah. They, it's like they're not even dealing in reality. That is, I, I've never seen things so dysfunctional right now. And, and the fact is, you know, I know as we've said, she went to Harvard, Yale Law, Rhodes Scholar. It, it's not our fault that since she's gotten into office... She has never figured out a way to deal with Mattiello, but she's taking True. it out on us. True. They have a very dysfunctional relationship right now. Uh, and, and, and I know she, they, the Ramundo people, they hate the fact they have all these big ideas. They have to go down to his office, hat in hand, and say, you know, can you include $3 million for right. CCRI? And then he's sitting back in his chair as the kingmaker. She should have figured that out in 2015 and 2016. At this point, this is just laughable. I don't know what to believe anymore with them. Well, and also, obviously, they're legally at each other's throats oh, over yeah. the marijuana. Yes, um, with good reason. I, I yeah. do side with her to say. Oh, yeah, that part I do. If yes. Without the re- state oversight <clears throat> oh, regulatory, you're, you're going to see very uh, troublesome stuff in Rhode Island. If you're going to have a cowboy shooting place <laughs> of, you know, we know yeah. what that would turn oh, into. God. Well, the FBI said Rhode Island's on the yeah. radar for cannabis corruption. Rhode Island, the number one state, a number of states are offering you have to pay a license to get it. Rhode Island's the highest in the country of 500,000. The game that was explained to me is what you do is see there are three compassion centers. So I don't want to get too far off, but there's three compassion centers right now. They want to license six more. But what you do is they're so heavily regulated. 
violated, you start to squeeze them and say, if you don't do this, this, and this, meaning pay up, then we're going to shut you down. Now, when you have an operation flowing, and we're talking millions, the threat you're going to be shut down is a serious threat. So it is ripe for corruption right now. And, and yeah, and, and again, the just the last point on that, Massachusetts experience, John, I believe... When they've studied how it has not gone that well, no. over 70, I believe 70%, they think of any exchange or purchases are still happening on the black market. That's right. You know, yes. there is a novelty to the stores. Yes. You see an uptick in the first month. Yep. That's what happened to Mass. And then, J.D., it, it way pulls away. There's a lot of data on who would be a frequent purchaser of yep. marijuana. That's right. Wants it two or three times a week. They that are, Those are not people who are going to pay 300 no, ounce no. in and a retail I, shop. They're and not. I give Senate President Ruggiero credit. He did say... You know, with our workforce right now, I don't know about inducing, introducing <laughs> marijuana is the best thing. I agree. Right? Yeah. I mean, terrible schools. No, I'm against it. Poverty. Yeah. Rhode Island has the, the center right now of poverty. Who are you going to draw in here? I, I would not introduce it. Folks, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro, Donna Perry, Massachusetts Communication Consultant in studio. Um, I want to get into, though, we're going to touch on a number of different things, starting with right now. Iowa is coming up. It's less than two weeks away. Now, this is a different dynamic right now that has taken place, and that is the fact that you have Klobuchar and Bennett. I'll include him, even though he's not in the, really in the mix. But, but really, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, they are pulled off the trail because of the Senate impeachment trial. That means in going forward, it is really just Joe Biden and also it is Mayor Pete in Iowa. Right now... Two weeks out, how do you see Iowa, Donna Perry? So I see two big things going on here. Number one, I think Bernie has the best ground game. Uh, but I want to say what I think is the headline of the week for the national race, John, is you are now seeing the organized takedown of Bernie Sanders. And that's what you're seeing from uh, whether it's from uh, the other candidates and sometimes their friends at MSNBC, New York Times. Yep. That is what is really going on. It's the takedown of Bernie. They don't want him to be the nominee. No, and that's don't. really, um, I feel like that uptick happened just over about the past five days. Yes. Um, what could happen in Iowa, um, in my sense, is the New York Times double endorsement, by the way, of Warren and Klobuchar, I think was, a, you know, if you want to say who won, who lost in that, to me, Amy Klobuchar gained by that. She sure did. That is a really weird spot yeah. for Warren to be. It was almost like they're tossing that to her, like, gee, we would love to see a woman be the nominee, but we don't know if... I, I don't I don't think they did anyone a favor um, by doing that. There's been a lot of criticism when New York Times taking that approach on that. The New York um, Times, uh, Donna Perry, they've never done that before. Never. Why, why do you think they come out and now if you want to be the moderate level, we go with Amy Klobuchar. Uh, if you want to do the progressive, it's Elizabeth Warren. They, they tried to say, uh, you know. Uh, they somehow praising Biden. But if you're former Vice President Joe Biden, I, I don't know what to, to make of that uh, other than they just are putting forth this. We don't know who's going to win. So right. they just put forth two women. And I, I also exactly. And I also think that after the big, you know, back and forth with Warren and Sanders, which I don't think yes. many people believe he's a, a sexist. I felt like it was the New York Times poking a finger in the eye to Bernie. Yes. You know, the saying will pick low down on the, um, you know, low down on the line, Amy, o 
over you. Yeah. I thought that was like very intentional. Yep. Um, but I do think there is almost an orchestrated takedown. You're seeing that with the infrastructure of the DNC. There was a headline in the Boston Globe about a week ago that said, you know, Bernie Sanders... Um, their only hope or their greatest fear. John, this is where a lot yeah. of the far left progressive journalism is coming from. Yes. See, they don't want Bernie. Um, they don't. And and I here's, think- here's a new documentary. It's hitting Sundance. This is the Clinton Revenge. Hillary Clinton, a new document, slams Bernie Sanders. Nobody likes him. It starts to pile so, on. But how do you see right now? Sanders, Biden lead tight pack front runners in New Hampshire. What I find interesting about New Hampshire is I think, let's start with the Warren campaign. I think she is in trouble. Yeah. Uh, I know she did get the endorsement of the New York Times. She's in trouble right now, and this is the Boston Globe. Elizabeth Warren dropping to the rear of the top tier. She could end up fourth in both New Hampshire and Iowa. Although she's fighting with Bernie Sanders, I think if you're with, if you are somehow put off, by the Sanders-Warren battle, which yep. some Democrats might be. Right. I think you've already weighed in on Biden. I think the person that could benefit from that is Mayor Pete, who yeah. continues to do well. Buttigieg, I think, even though he's he's gotten a little quieter or the coverage is yes. off him, but I think that benefits him. Yes. I think he could do actually very well in New Hampshire. Um, I, I don't know. There was a lot of, um, there's been a lot of reporting, though, that so much of Iowa, John, is having like a really seasoned ground game. Yes. And they just question that he's got that. Right. So I continue to think, I think, I think Bernie, I don't know if it'll be one and two. It could be a surprise. I think Amy Klobuchar, though, is gaining. She's ascending. Uh, Warren, I think. I, I want to go campaign by campaign. Right now, the latest in New Hampshire. Sanders at 16%, Biden at 15%, Mayor Pete at 12%, Warren at 10 Does Elizabeth Warren, Donna Perry, stay in the race if she does not click top three in Iowa? She, she, the Warren campaign, I think we see why the strategic takedown of Bernie with the whole thing of you said a woman could never be president. I think she could end up being fourth maybe even fifth in Iowa and then fourth in New Hampshire. I think that would be the end of the Warren campaign. I, I think if that's the case, yep. we've seen her. She doesn't do well when she's disappointed. She doesn't do well when right. she's on the defense. That's right. The media will run in her face and say, what's happening to your campaign? Yep. And you're right. I, I don't think she gets out. No. But that is her corner of strength. It, it, she supposedly is not expected to do that great in South Carolina. No. So that's what so, I mean. I think Iowa, New mm. Hampshire... She made that. That's it, especially with New Hampshire. How do you see the Biden campaign? He's still in it. Uh, there, there's this underlying theory that Nancy Pelosi, very strategic. It's con, it's conspiracy. But she purposely delayed the Senate trial, knowing now it's going to pull Warren and Sanders off the campaign trail mm-hmm. in Iowa. And that benefits Biden right now. If you're Biden, I, I think he's actually in decent shape. Right I now. absolutely do. Yeah. I was just going to say, see, I think. All of this back and forth, and even the New York Times editorial, which only certain people, you know, would really care about that. I think, um, I think Biden, good or bad, <laughs> continues to be in a. I think he is in the stri- in the position you would want to be in at this juncture, John. Yeah. You, you know, fifty percent of this is the timing. That's right. It's timing of where are you? Are you ascendant at the right moment? 
You know, if you're ascendant last August, which you see, this was Elizabeth's right. problem. Um, now she is when you want to be. Yeah. yeah. So I think Mayor Pete continues to be strong. But I do think as people begin to close in, there is a growing sense that he's just not ready. Right. He's too junior. We said that a while ago that the New York Times tried to give him a little compliment. And they kind of talked about that and said he's a future contender, but maybe not ready. So I think Biden actually could actually look real strong going into South Carolina. You know what's also interesting about the whole Iowa caucus in New Hampshire is Saturday, this past Saturday, was the anniversary of Howard Dean with his famous Iowa scream speech in Iowa. That shows you just how far it really has been pushed back two weeks. Iowa normally was mid-January. Was January, And then yeah. New Hampshire would follow. Um, that was the anniversary. And now Iowa's going to be the day after the Super Bowl. I agree with you. I think Klobuchar actually has been gaining ground. Mayor Pete, I think it hurts her by being pulled into Washington uh, off the campaign trail. But I'll tell you another thing for Bernie Sanders. And I think it shows the traditional real Democrats are not on board with this. This is yesterday... Martin Luther King Day. Now, to me, the strength is the weakness. This is Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. And I want, to me, this should be played at colleges, business schools. I want people to listen to the attitude of what she says. This is, and I don't care what anyone says. She has a big microphone. She has a big platform. This is AOC, who's in with Bernie Sanders. Her thought on especially the billionaires. And you keep seeing Tom Steyer trying to talk to Bernie Sanders who pushes him away. <laughs> All right, not now. Get away. Hey, Bernie, I just want to say hello yeah. as they're fighting. How yeah, funny well, is that? He said, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. Still trying to go up, even though he's <laughs> that's who he's running against as the billionaires. But listen to her depiction. I think this is dangerous. This is not America. I think this attitude ultimately could propel Trump back in office. But I want you to... Um, Listen to this is AOC yesterday. Hold on, I want to just play this. Why specifically does you know I'm I'm Joe Billionaire? I made widgets. I sold those widgets. I made mm -hmm. billions of dollars. You know, yeah. selling those widgets, making those widgets. Therefore, those billions of dollars are right. mine. Why am I the enemy of health? Well, you didn't make those widgets, did you? Mm. Because you employed mm. thousands of people and paid mm. them less than a living wage mm. to make those widgets for you. You didn't make those widgets. Mm. You sat on a couch mm. while thousands of people were paid modern-day slave wages, and in some cases, real slave, real modern-day slavery, mm. uh, depending on where you are in, our, in, in terms of food production. Mm -hmm. um, you made that money off, off the backs of undocumented people. Mm -hmm. You made that money off of the backs of um, black and brown people being paid off a living wage, under a living wage. You, mm -hmm. you made that money off of the backs of single mothers. And who, all of these people who are literally dying mm -hmm. because they can't afford to live. Mm -hmm. And so no one ever makes a billion dollars. Mm -hmm. You take a billion dollars. Mm -hmm. to to villainize and to say billionaires are in right, oh my there. god Donna Perry, i want to give you a chance to react to that there's, there's a lot there but what i think it th this is not someone giving a speech at risty she is 
Yes. Give her the applause. Yeah. Right? She has a position of power. She's a member of Congress. They are mobilized. That is a frightening way. That is not the American way, by no, the way. No, she's uh, she's a rising star. She's she a is. prominent yes. member of Congress. She's yep. not one of these sideline wackos. And the fact that, first of all, what she said is completely misleading, yeah. um, you know, to talk about, I mean, Michael Bloomberg didn't, quote, make widgets, okay? He had an idea for infrastructure software, and he, you know, elevated business financial news john so first of all you know the idea that these are all factories is she's just way wacky and that's like sort of an old-fashioned notion um most billionaires is based on a lot of it is you know moving financial markets in different ways okay um the fact that she can just you know spew all that out you have a receptive i'm sure young audience and they're applauding and she's saying you know anyone who is a ceo or you could be you know the top executive of a small little manufacturing plant in westerly rhode island just because you didn't sit on the assembly line right it's kind of like saying general motors does the ceo stand in the garage and put the you know put the steel on the car well no of course not she's she is ridiculous. She's. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't think she's the brightest bulb, and she's been elevated to the stature she has. Um, so it's you're a right. Dangerous way. Of it thinking. is, and she is influence, influencing people. And and college kids are. They show in polls. College to, kids are beginning. Hey, yeah, that's right. To embrace socialism, they don't really know the dangers of it. So. What do you think of that line? You didn't make one billion. You took one. Yeah, billion. yeah. I find that the most troubling of the of, wow. of her spitting that out. And, huh. you know, you took it. Yeah. yeah listen, um, that was 1917 in <laughs> Russia, by the way. Right. You know, she she could have been hanging around with Lenin in the old days. I mean, that's that's what they, though, that's what they were, you know, spitting out uh, about 100 years ago. So we know this about they're just taking it. You know, this is like this rise up peasants kind of a speech. It is. And, and she's a bit of a fraud. She really doesn't come from the most humble background. She, I think she tries to project that. Maybe that's beside the point. But, but what does it tell yeah. you, Donna Perry? And again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. But what does it tell you that she is in the camp with Bernie Sanders? And let's admit, he could win Iowa, New Hampshire. Even though, you know, no one gets along with it. That mindset it, it is absolutely taking hold within a segment of, of our population. Yeah. And there's another cut I'm not going to play. But they basically feel that the country was founded by racists. It was founded on capitalism. They think capitalism is evil. When Bernie Sanders talks about we need a revolution, they, this, they do want to completely redo our country, which would destroy the United States well, of America. Well, the thing is, that gets you back to, though... The National Democratic Party, yes, uh, people like Pelosi and Schumer, they've been in the game long enough to know that doesn't sell in um, America enough that you're not going to win a presidency with no, that. No. So I'm beginning to wonder how helpful she is to Bernie now that people are really paying attention with those kinds of, you know. But you, like you say, you can't even call it wacky talk no. because there is an embrace of it. There's no booing or laughter. There's applause. Yeah. Good afternoon to Louise, by the way, our friend Louise Dinsmore, who's watching on Facebook Live. Donna Perry, Louise. how do you... How do you size up? Chris Maxwell is going to join us, by the way, coming up at 1230, just about uh, very quickly about this road situation and Ramundo. But how do you right now, starting at one o'clock, 
I, I, you know, I don't know what to do about it because I think there's going to be a lot of procedure. I used to go and take the feed when Sumer was talking. Now they're constantly talking. Right. What 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 do you think is is this going to play out with this Senate impeachment? trial of president president trump well uh it was something that's notable and it, it takes us local too john what i find a little bit troubling is we have spent uh, weeks and months and they're all wrapping themselves in the you know the the cloak of james madison and they're this very serious somber moment um and i i certainly like senator reed but i think when you see that senator reed white house and senate offices are being told to offer tickets to their constituents you want a great seat in the gallery yeah. um by the way the the democratic party by doing that they're adding a, the circus atmosphere i think that that is not helpful to them as they try to portray this thing as it's it's all so solemn um now they're fighting over as we speak they're fighting over the rules laid out by mcconnell he is the leader he has a right to lay out those rules um, they keep reverting back to the Clinton impeachment as if that was some, you know, moment of God. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. the impeachment of Clinton right. for bad behavior in the Oval yeah, Office. That's right. So, you know, I just at the at the end of the day, what is really going to be the test is, is this going to move the needle with clusters of voters in middle America in battleground states. Yeah. I hate to make it always about that, that's but John, that's actually all it's about that's right. for the Democrats. Yes. And that's Will, why a lot of these polls, you know, Saturday, uh, Sunday morning on this week with Stephanopoulos, Rahm Emanuel out there with the talking points. He must have said six or seven times he watched it, 75% of the American people want witnesses and evidence in the trial. You know, no one questioned him on where that's coming from. I agree. Where I don't th- believe that poll. No. I don't. CNN the, is pushing one. They are pushing that. The, the yeah. more that you talk to people, I think it's too, and we've talked about it, it's Ukraine, it's too confusing. People feel that, that it's, it's a waste of time, that they're just going after him to go after him. I think uh, Mitch McConnell and the Republicans should hold strong because I don't think this makes one dent on the Trump administration or the campaign in the battle. No, it's just been pile on. I think this is the yep. cherry on top of the, uh, the cake of the pile on to yes. Trump. That is how the busy, weary, regular American, in my view, that's how they see this. Yeah. So. Now, I also, before we talk to Chris Maxwell, I just want to play for you. When people talk about, you know, the president goes after the media and fake news and blah, blah, blah. Yesterday was a perfect example. There's an old expression, you know, you're not paranoid if the people are against you. Yesterday was a good example. We had the demonstrations down in Virginia. How that governor is still there in blackface is still beyond, is beyond me. But you had a, a very peaceful uh, Second Amendment rally. And you, you can't ignore. I just want to play for you. Just there, This is a montage of yesterday. Listen to the way. It is not people's. It wasn't your imagination. The media, they were hoping for rioting during all of this yesterday. Let me just play this uh, before we talk to Chris Maxwell. Hold on, folks. Bear with me. Here we go. like Mr. Mean here. All right, hold on. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Oh, now oh, it's... Oh, there we no. go. What, what, okay. uh, hold on. Now it's suddenly not available. Let me, let me, let me try oh, no. to play it one more time. I do want to play it just because... All right, here we go. Oh, here we go. White supremacists. White supremacists. White supremacists. White 
extremists. This entire rally stands in, in opposition to the meaning of this day. Virginia on the edge, how concerned are you that there might be some people in this crowd that may want to get violent? There's certainly a lot of concern here. Raising fears of a dangerous confrontation. It could be violence. And there is real concern there about what the intention is behind this. There's a lot of concern about the, the potential for violence. It's spark violence. Tensions high in Virginia may cause violence there. North, I'm clearly trying to avoid another Charlottesville. Yeah. In Charlottesville. Just see a repeat of what we saw in 2017 in Charlottesville. Similar to what we saw in Charlottesville. Worrying about a repeat of Charlottesville. Horrible 2017 Charlottesville. All right, I could keep going on and on. Before we yeah. Donna Perry, yeah. now Thursday at the Rhode Island State House, they're going to have a big Second Amendment rally. But it, I, I don't care. It, it is not people's imagination. You, you, you worked in news. There is a tone there. As a matter of fact, there was no trouble. There was no arrest. No, there, were, there was no trouble or anything. That, that was the media hyping this. And to me, almost framing that, if you're at that, you're a white supremacist. And CNN, there was almost oh like, by the anchors, it was like a palpable disappointment. Yes, that, there was. Uh, oddly, there were no arrests. You know, there was no trouble. Yes, was, as we had all our crews down there. All right, let's bring them on right. from the Rhode Island Trucking Association. We want to say good afternoon to Chris Maxwell. How are you doing, Chris? Good afternoon, John. How are you? Very well. Say hi to Donna right. Perry. Hey, hi, Chris. John. How are you? Good. Chris. Nice um, to meet you via Chris, telephone. Yep, Chris, you... um. You guys have been uh, from the forefront from the very beginning with the tolls. And good afternoon, Johnny Skeff, and there's Kim Tuffy on Facebook Live. But, uh, but Chris, this story, and, and I give Ted Nisi so much credit for going into the budget and the Ramundo projections for roadworks of $70 million in revenue. And, oh, the money's going to be flowing through, and we need the gantries and everything else. To have a $54 million shortfall. You know, Chris, you, you have been right on the money about this. You said this from the beginning. Um, the money is not there. This was, a, I think, either incompetence or fraud. But this is the point we have reached where they need to admit that the numbers are way off, were fabricated, and someone needs to be fired for the numbers they put forward for those gantries. Uh, absolutely. You're, you're saying the 54.5 million is the 38 shortfall from last year, the 16.5 from this year. You're, you're dead on there. Um, it again, it, it amazes me that we have a 21 year, $21 million budget item for a yet to be, um, even, even proposed legislation for marijuana. Yet the signature legislation of this governor rolled out five years ago, voted on four years ago, is basically losing steam. Uh, the numbers, Peter Alvidi was stumbling and bumbling through the numbers this morning. Um, clearly, this thing is on the ropes. As I said to the John Court, the, our, our court battle aside, you're absolutely right from a local standpoint. Speaker Nick Mattiello, who seems to be throwing his weight around lately in terms of auditing, uh, really needs to roll his sleeves up. His fingerprints are on this legislative. He's the one that ushered it through. He needs to now, along with Blake Filippi, in a joint uh, announcement, they need to go to work on this, determine where the money's going, where the shortfalls are, what's actually being collected versus being told, uh, how much are they losing toward, uh, toward what we call leakage, uh, toll evasion, uh, those that uh, are not paying. Uh, you know, again, the numbers really don't matter in terms of the big picture because we've, as my my uh, my partner there, Mike Collins, nobody could run with Mike in terms of the numbers on this thing going back four years. They refuted our numbers, our claims. Those probably are going to come truer to, to closer to what Mike 
has espoused and we've hung our hat on to what ATRI, the American Trucking uh, Research Institute, said. Um, so this is all starting to come apart at the seams, but you're absolutely right. This is now the time. Somebody has to be held accountable, uh, and it's up now to the Speaker of the House, in my opinion. Chris, um, if it were the case, uh, which, and I know your legal challenge yeah. has been in stages, can a state just arbitrarily extend a toll to cars um, under federal statute? I mean, could that actually occur and they would, you know, would the public would not have legal recourse? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, can, can they through the environment, now they have, they have obviously the right, the approval through the environmental assessments to toll, okay? They chose to choose who they were going to toll in terms of just trucks over cars. The legality of that does not lie with Federal Highway. It lies in the courts. As for what you're saying, can we can can the uh, can they bypass the General Assembly, uh, go to Federal Highway? I think Federal Highway is basically telling them they can toll anybody they want. So, and I think uh, whether they can bypass to the General Assembly uh, in terms of any law that the people would have to approve or the General Assembly would have to go back. I'm not sure, but it's certainly something worth looking at. Well, Chris, here's the thing. I mean, we're seeing some of the evidence right now with the way they're treating firearms, which is they confiscate and then say, come battle us in court. I I think this would be more of the same. I just want to, I think this is the most important thing, though, is you and Mike Collins led the charge. They stood up there. I remember that press conference that she had. They were hell-bent on this Roadworks project. It was going to be her fundamental thing, and it was her idea, and they had logos and, you know, uh, advertisements around the state on whether or not it's running on time. Budget was really just campaign signs for her. They they committed fraud. They said this was going to be a separate revenue stream. It would bring in $70 million. You guys questioned all of that. By the way, there is leakage. There are trucks that are now pulling off and going around. But this is somebody needs to be held accountable on this. Leakages are inability to collect tolls. That's leakages. Leakages is pretty much like a 10% given. You're not going to be able to collect from toll evaders. That's for leakages. Diversion is is going around so and that's going to be far come far more acute we're we got up the seventh gantry about to go up john that's being constructed in the in the median at 117 now you're going to have seven you're they're they're hell-bent to get the the 12 up before this thing really the crap really hits the fan on this thing in terms of some sort of injunctive action that would come once this thing hits the federal court that's why they are hell-bent on keeping this thing and doing everything in their power now to keep this away from the federal court they've got the they've got the the uh, the petition now at the first circuit uh, for the for to that's voted three out of six to to uh, that we were correct that it should belong to the, in this in this first in the federal court um, now they've done this petition that is very likely to, to fail I'm sure that they have a number of other legal tactics in their arsenal to try to keep it out of the federal courts but make no mistake once this thing hits the federal courts I can't say that long range we're going to win that's up to the courts but i think short term you're going to see this thing stop in its tracks they probably will not be able to build any more gantries they probably will not be able to toll this thing will stall until there's a legal decision rendered and i think we all know what that probably is why well, i can't speculate we think they feel they have a great case but it, i think that when you are as pompous they are as they are yet you are you are showing clear clear fear of the federal jurisdiction 
your constitutionality and your legality that you hung your hat on for five years is really going up in smoke. Locally, the numbers aren't proving out. Mike Collins um, proved it out four years ago. Now Ted Nisi, four years later, a pretty astute guy who does his diligence, has proven it out now. You're right, somebody has to be held accountable. The Speaker of the House needs to step up and do what he's doing with the Convention Center. He needs to do a similar audit and unveiling of the, uh, the whole roadworks debacle. Folks, he is Chris Wax, uh, Maxwell, Rhode Island Truck Association. Chris, great job. I will talk Thank to you again. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Thanks, right. Chris. Right. Folks, Thank there you. he is. Uh, Chris, your uh, thoughts on that, Donna Perry? Well, I, I think there's, um, there's a lot of uh, trouble signs for the regular driver, John. Yeah. Because what he is saying in a nutshell, if I'm reading this right, see, if they lose these federal deliberations, what, what the point was they would lose that they have picked one class of automotive. Yep. You know, that would mean you can't just toll trucks and I, I i hope the public and it gets in the weeds i hope they're understanding because what you've been saying all morning john is exactly what that could end up being you see well, that they but, would have the right to just toll yes and and as we have talked about and again folks good afternoon it's john DePietro. good afternoon there's rochelle uh uh micheletti and uh, there's michael um uh, it is the John DePietro Show. Donna Perry, Massachusetts Communication Consultants in studio. T to me, a deciding factor here, though, is that you can't ignore the tone has shifted with the governor wanting to put in that gas tax yeah. and renewable energy. There's this progressive attitude that it's almost like you want to shame people into driving. Right? Exactly. And she yep. talked about public transportation. And we need to be, you know, people need to stop driving so much anyway. The, the tolls to me... But are an end result of almost like it's it's if you're driving you become the new smoker right you're not helping climate change you're not I, helping it, climate excuse change. me yes. it's ridiculous it is ridiculous unlike mass rhode island really doesn't have a mass transit system no, okay you know not. telling people you're going to fumble along on a ripta bus uh, sorry ripta but yep. that, that's not a mass transit system yes a uh her having some pie in the sky get people out of their cars you know what john sadly when all of this unravels federally and Rhode Island is on its knees financially. She will be gone. Yes. I hate to say this. They will be tolling anything yes, going under that thing. And then they're going to say we have to. And right? there it's will an be the mass exodus from yeah. Rhode Island. Right. If you are a homeowner in the suburbs and a taxpayer, you know what? I don't see how you would not consider you need to move out of the state. There is a story in this morning's Boston Globe. The solution of Boston's housing congestion crisis. Is it to have fast speed trains to Providence, Rhode Island? No. What is it? Western Mass. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Charlie that's where the Baker, suburbs are. he's the governor. That's where it is. Yeah. He's not going to say we're going to have everybody live in Rhode Island. He doesn't get any benefit from that. They want people to live and work in Massachusetts. They're going to develop them. If there's any going to be any high-speed trains, it's going to be Western Mass. Yeah. And then they, so if you read that article in the Globe, they talk about people think it's cow pastures and Springfield. Maybe people aren't going to live in Springfield, but that's going to be the move to get people farther into Mass, populate some of those areas, and then commuting. And they're the already there. I and mean, the, there. that's where the greatest, you know, and I live there, the fastest, I mean, the greatest growth is in the suburbs west of the Mass Pike yes. and out. And that's because of the high, high cost of housing if you're along the 95 corridor near yep. the city. That's right. Very high. So, yeah. um, truthfully, there had been stories the MBTA is losing money by having the Wickford 
extension oh, to the line. Oh, I'm not sure that will survive, by the way. I don't think it will. So no. that's a shame. But, you know, this is uh, bat dangerous headwinds for Rhode Island. Any other Donna Perry parting stories, thoughts, or anything just you want to share? Just uh, quickly, real ahead. quickly, that happened um, just yesterday over the MLK holiday. Yep. Um, this is a little bit of a kerfuffle turning up between um, Charlie Baker and Representative Ayanna Presley. Yes. The Globe picked this up. Yep. It was the, what is usually a very nice MLK, you know, event, celebration, 50th anniversary, etc., John. Um, Baker is always there and Mayor Walsh and all these other elected people. And she's the, uh, you know, the congressional representative. She gives what should have been, you know, an inspiring speech. And, of course, you say in M, uh, Martin Luther King's vision, there's still work to do. She basically starts... She was screaming, John, mm. and so he has gotten in like hot water because he was following her remarks and he says, well, you know, now I have to speak after that rant because mm. he used the word rant. rant. Now, I watched the stuff on local news. She was screaming and her basic message on MLK Day when, again, it should be inspiring. Yeah. She said Bringing there is together. there's nothing wrong with identity politics, which is, become, you know, getting a little bit attacked. And she said what is ruining this country is white supremacy laws oh, that are codified God. or white supremacy is codified legislation. Now, she was John. She was screaming yeah. at that point. Excuse me. White supremacy is codified. What? In Massachusetts, which is, you know, among the most liberal states in the country. So kind of ridiculous. It was she just was kind of way off tone in my view. He by the way, he was joking. They you can see the visual. They were laughing together after he said it. She kind of joked like, oh, I know I got a little, you know, overheated in her remarks. But then the press and there it is. space to inform and to experience joy. I do not want us to be apologists about that because let me just say people oh, have been long. look I okay. lost you know I've been robbed of my I promise I will close but when you spoke Hold on. either of you like to add anything <laughs> well since they were apologizing calling her MLK speech and rant I'm sitting here thinking that the mayor made a smart strategic move. Sitting over there. Let's switch seats. The only the only thing I can add to that rant, okay? Well, there it is. But she was laughing. And they are laughing. But she was laughing. She gets along with them, and then everyone went hysterical again. Though John, it's actually that's the whole point of all this progressive. It's like rant to describe. Right. So one word, and everyone goes crazy. Like he was, you know, denigrating anyone who's an African American woman. He was hardly that. He has no record of being that way. No. It's just ridiculous, and that's kind of picking up a lot of steam in uh, Boston point. politics today. It's ridiculous. Right. Donna Perry, great job. Great to be we here. We'll talk to you again. Folks, it's Sean DePietro. A lot more ahead. We will take your phone call. 766-1380. 766-1380. I am monitoring the situation in Washington. Let me say good afternoon. There's uh, Joyce and Al Campbell and a lot of the people on uh, Facebook Live that are enjoying the program this afternoon. Hey, folks, I want to remind you again. Remember, if you're looking for a good plumber, call Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland today. Victor Quartz of Quartz Plumbing, 
1-800-748-8478. Courts, Victor Courts, Courts Plumbing of Cumberland. Professional, reliable, ready to serve all your needs. Fully licensed and insured. Call Victor Courts at Courts Plumbing today. 401-714-8478. Actually, hold on. Let me uh, take a quick phone call, uh, Donna Perry. Uh, good afternoon. You're next on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Good afternoon, John. Hi there. Hey, it's our friend Terry Gorman. <clears throat> Hi, hey, Donna. Terry. How are you? Long time, long time no see. Hey Terry, good to connect to you. Yeah, go right ahead, Terry. Yeah. Go right ahead. Yeah, this I'm, this is your uh, favorite white supremacist from Rhode Island. Yeah, <laughs> hardly. <laughs> I tell you. But anyway, it's, not, it's nice to talk to you. I just wanted to say hello, and uh, oh, so I'm sure you're doing a great job in your consulting business in Massachusetts. Well, so good to talk to you, Terry. And uh, I do miss the old days. And you know, I, I hear you on. With John, yep, and you yep. are, you know, what's funny, Terry. All of a lot of what you projected years ago when I was in these local fights, boy, you were yeah. right on the money. Right. I mean, look at yeah. where this immigration battle is today. Oh, and I commend you for staying, not only staying in the battle, you have your data always right on spot yep. on. And Big that, time. you know, so You're a you. Public servant. Yeah, yeah, very, very good. And Terry, do not give up the battle because I think, yeah. you know, you're getting to the point where, you, you know, where you wanted the movement to be. Yes. Well, we hope it's uh, we hope we're able to keep, continue the fight, Donna. And it's been since 2006. Imagine that. I know. I do know that. Yeah. I remember you were there back in the old days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Terry, yeah. thank you. Thank you for the John call, Terry. Oh yeah, absolutely, Terry. All right, Terry thank Gorman. You. Keep up Check the battle. Out. That was nice. All right, to you. We'll talk to you again. It's John DePietro. A lot more ahead uh, on this Tuesday. I'm on the road and my ride is going strong. At Paul Massey Chevrolet, you get the lowest price guaranteed every day with Rhode Island's only true one price on our exciting lineup of Chevrolets. Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price guaranteed. And it's only at Paul Massey, Rhode Island's number one Chevrolet dealer. Lease a 2020 Equinox LS front wheel drive for only $179 a month for 39 months with $29.88 due at signing. Buick GMC South is New England's number one Buick dealer and Rhode Island's number one GMC dealer. Get the lowest price anywhere. Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price. Guaranteed. Lease a 2020 Terrain SLE front wheel drive for only $198 a month for 39 months with $24.88 due at signing. Great selection, top-notch service, and the lowest one price only at Paul Massey. Well, good afternoon, everyone, once again. Hello there, Joyce. Hello, everybody on Facebook Live. Let's have a big thumbs up. Everyone enjoying the program on Facebook Live. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. That's exactly right. Uh, she did. That's exactly right, Ray. Very good point. Folks, West Fountain Auto Body, remember, call them today. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. 401 272 3340 for West Fountain Auto Body. It's Kenny. It's Patricia. It's your vehicle. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. If you're ever in an accident, someone hits your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today. 272 do you own and operate a small business and you rely on communicating with your employees while they're out in the field? Well, if you do, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. 
This is Sal with T-Mobile for Business, and I encourage you to reach out to me today at 401-332-0000. This is a perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Right now, we have unlimited plans with unlimited talk, text, and data with no contract, great deals on iPhones and Samsungs. This is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Stop wasting money. Call me for a free consultation at 401-332-0000. Again, 401-332-0000. Stop wasting money with your current cell phone carrier. Call me today, Sal with T-Mobile for Business. 401-332-0000. Well, remember, J.K.L. Engineering. Now, listen, it's freezing outside. Crying out loud. What is the temperature outside? Let me just uh, quickly check. Uh, yesterday was freezing. Hopefully today, well, real-time temperature feels like 16, 25 degrees out. Thank God tomorrow it is going to warm up. Then Thursday and Friday it's going to warm up. Then possible snow over the weekend. But remember, call J.K.L. Engineering today. Your heating, for all your heating, call J.K.L. 401 351-7600, J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. How's your heating system? Is it working well in your home or in your business? Call J.K.L. today, 401-351-7600, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Estimates are free. Financing is available. The original, the best, for 53 years. Call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401 351 7600. You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. All right, folks, and we're back on this Tuesday. Good afternoon, one and all. Here I am. It's Juan. Remember, you can always email me. It's john at dipietro.com. John at DePetro.com. Uh, impeachment rules dictate senators can't use electronic devices as they hear testimony during the trial. Impeachment rules. They had to make a rule what kind of blank would have been tweeting during the possible impeachment of the President of the United States of America. That's right. Senator Whitehouse, sixth active tweeter in the Senate in 2019. Senator Whitehouse was disappointed that he could not be tweeting. Good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. Uh, Brian writes, rush hour is three hours long. Gridlock at 146 and Sales Hill Road. Folks, what you're seeing is Ramundo has made all these promises. Uh, it's, it's fraud. They are committing fraud. And someone needs to be held accountable. Someone needs to be fired. Period. No one can be that incompetent. Right? It's either, it's one of two things. Uh, when you're talking about that you project, which Governor Ramundo did, with this roadworks plan, when she projected, you know, give me this money and we want to do the tolls and we're going to have 70 million in revenue and people aren't going to have to pay anything and blah, blah, blah. This is federal funding involved. This is it's either incompetence or fraud. But I'll tell you right now at 1256 on this Tuesday. And again, folks, you can call in 401 766-1380, This has crossed a line. This is a different type of fraud. Gina Raimondo, before she was governor, she worked as a venture capitalist. And if you wanted, right, so they would look, interviewed like Shark Tank, all these companies and businesses that wanted her venture capital firm 
to invest in them. Now, if you met with her and you said, here are our projections, here's our books, here's our numbers, and we did, just as an example, $5 million in sales. And if we could get an investment of blah, 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 we project we could do $8 million, $10 million, whatever. If they then found out that those were fraudulent numbers, they would have every right to go after you and go after you and pursue charges of fraud when she stood up there and said, we're going to put tolls on the trucks and we're going to put these gantries up and it's going to have, and they put in the budget projection, $70 million in revenue. And here's the thing. Did it bring $60 million in revenue? No. Was it $50 million in revenue? Were they 20 off? Lower. Let's do higher or lower. As a matter of fact, let me get the buzzer. All right, so they're projecting that it would do $70 million in revenue. Did it do 60? No, it didn't do 60. Did it do 50? Go lower. Ramundo said $70 million DOT in revenue from the tolls. Did it do $40 million? $30 million? $20 million? $16 million is what that did. She projected 70 and what did it do? $16 million. A shortfall of $54 million. Listen, that's fraud. No one is that stupid, right? Now, look at the, the surface and the climate that's taking place. She doesn't want you driving your car anymore. They're going to have a big budget shortfall. Everything with her is about children. This is about our future. You shouldn't be driving your car. We want public transportation. Folks, they're going to change this argument where it's going to be tolling cars. Tolling cars is going to be the argument. And, and under the guise of that, of tolling cars, is going to be you shouldn't be driving anyway. We're only going to do it during rush hour. Right. It's not going to be for children. It's not going to be for school buses. It's going to be these greedy business people that want to drive to Boston and they shouldn't be driving anyway. And this way we're going to have the money. It's fraud. It's wrong. So something needs to happen. She has no credibility left at all. They are making up the numbers as they go along. All right. The power hour is next. We'll take more of your phone calls. It's Sean DePietro. There are some other items in the news I'll touch on. But, folks, and also, wait to hear AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she did speak out yesterday. you got to hear some of this. It's socialism. It's communism. We can't have it. And we will give you the latest on this, this ridiculousness that's taking place in our nation's capital regarding the whole impeachment uh, Senate trial of President Trump. It's John DePue. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news a lot more. The power hour is next right here on the John DePietro Show. Sunday. WNRI Winsocket, W236CW, W260DC. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. As the impeachment trial of President Trump in the Senate formally begins, Senate Democrats are calling on votes for witnesses and documents. Senate Minority Leader Democrat from New York Chuck Schumer believes... Leader McConnell decided to go along with the president's desire to cover up his wrongdoing. Hook, line, and sinker. It almost seems that the resolution was written in the White House. As far as why he believes witnesses won't be called, Texas Republican Congressman John Radcliffe. 
There isn't a witness that can be called that can fix this process. There isn't a witness on either side that you can call that can inject um, fairness and due process into a process that had none. A polar vortex is bringing cold temperatures to over 50 million Americans. Folks from Louisiana all the way to Orlando, Florida are seeing temperatures 10 to 20 degrees below normal. This is USA Radio News. Swing into Stateline Service and Tire Center for all your automotive service and repair needs. Conveniently located at 1209 Social Street in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, right on the Bellingham and Blackstone line. And you can reach us at 765-0146 to book your appointment. We perform all car and truck services.